tiger parents, specifically Asian tiger parents. They're notorious for being obsessive over their child's grades and their future. They're known to be extremely controlling and overprotective. We often think of all strict Asian parents to be tiger parents, but in order to find out if this was true, we decided to ask Asian American high schoolers. Okay, do you think you have a tiger parent? Why or why not? I don't think I have a tiger parent. I'd say my parents、um, is definitely condescending sometimes, but I wouldn't call them a tiger parent. For me, that wouldn't be counted as a tiger parent since I'm already used to how they parent or nurture me. But like to other people, they definitely would seem like a tiger parent. I don't know. I don't want this to sound accusatory because I think that's what tiger parent sort of implies. It's sort of like an accusatory word. But I'd say that yes, in a way, because they have like their own way that they they want me to do things. Absolutely not. I think my mom is probably one of the most chill parents out there. I mean, everybody thinks she's super strict because, like, I don't know. I guess maybe because she's Asian and like she was born in Asia and all that. But I mean, she pushes me hard. But I wouldn't say that she's a tiger parent. Like, she's not gonna like beat me if I don't get straight A's. But what really is tiger parenting? Like I mentioned earlier, most people know it as a strict Asian parenting style. But the term actually comes from Amy Chua. Amy Chua is a Filipino Chinese American lawyer and writer. She is most famously known for her book *Battle Hymn of the Tiger Mother*, and she is known as the Tiger Mom. Now she is a professor of law at Yale University. Although her book *Battle Hymn of the Tiger Mother* was published in 2011, people still discuss its controversy. The thesis of the book was, quote, "The only way to ensure that your children will be free when they grow up is to restrict them when they are small." Unquote. Her ideas caused a lot of controversy, but even to this day, people still reference the term "tiger parent," and it's because of her. I think that Western parents do worry so much more about their children's psyche and their and their self-esteem, whereas Chinese parents. But again, I think it's more of a sort of immigrant thing. Um, they assume strength rather than fragility, and as a result, they behave very differently.、Um, I think well, there are higher expectations. Yes, and so, example, when you come home with a bad,、uh, here's one example. My daughter Lulu came back with a bad math test when she was about ten, and she said, "I'm terrible at math. I hate math." And I think a lot of Western parents might say, "That's okay, honey. You know, you don't have to be good at math. A lot of people aren't good. We'll find something else for you." But I went the Chinese way. I said, "No way!" You know what? I made all these practice tests. I hand wrote them. We drilled them for a week, and it only took a week. The next test, she did very well on.、Um, after that, her friends started calling her a math whiz, and now it's one of her favorite subjects. So I do think sometimes, you know, it's it's not so good necessarily to assume that your children are so fragile. And action. Welcome back to Rise and Shine, a show looking at life through the perspective of four Asian American teens living in the Pacific Northwest. I'm Grace, and I'm Ava. Okay, so tiger parents. Do you have tiger parents? No. Do you? <laughs> no. Okay, then let's start by breaking down the stereotypes of a classic Asian parent or like a tiger parent.、Mm-hmm. First, it's all about grades. Yeah, and it's more like about success in general. Like they want their kids to be the top of their game at yeah, whatever yeah, yeah. they do. And that includes like education, extracurricular activities, competitions, like 
the whole lot. And Asian parents really want their kids to either be a doctor, lawyer, or an engineer. Mm-hmm. An engineer, that's kind of a newer thing. Yeah, I think it's more just doctor, lawyer. Like, yeah, in yeah, a lot yeah. of media portrayals, it's like, you must be doctor. <laughs> you know, I feel like we've all yeah, seen yeah, those yeah. clips. It's actually mostly doctor and not yeah. as much lawyer. Yeah. And I feel like that's really interesting because if you look at history, like whether it's American history or Asian history, mm-hmm. like doctors were never like super, super high status. It's like really hard to get into med school. So it's sort of about that, like being able to be a doctor, which is sort of the appeal, I feel like. Nowadays, it's getting into the Ivy League too mm-hmm. and like top institutions. And again, with the Ivy League school, it's about the prestige. It's yeah, not about it's like all the about quality. That. I feel like every college offers good education. But it's something about the allure of like the Ivy League and the prestige and like the difficulty of getting in Mm. that really draws people in. Yeah. Even my grandparents in South Korea, they don't know anything about like American media or Mm -hmm. American like pop culture or anything. But for some reason, they can name like the top 10. Yeah. No, same. Yeah. Yeah. My parents weren't really like strict Mm. as in they were constantly like you know, telling me, oh, you should get into this school, you should get into this school. But they definitely, like, try to make the idea seem appealing to me. Mostly my influence was given by, like, family friends because Mm -hmm. our family friends or, like, um, you know, people around us, they were tiger parents. Yeah, yeah. A lot of, like, my family friends, they're, like, tiger parents for sure, like, to a T. Really? But my parents definitely are not. Yeah. Yeah. Do you have, like, an instance of when you realize, like, oh, my parents are, like, really different compared to these, like, classic... Actually, yeah, yeah. That's, that's really interesting because when I was a kid, I always was like, yeah, my parents are strict. Then I thought, like, they were, like, the strictest out of all my friends, mm-hmm. which I think, to a point, that is true. They definitely are strict, but mm-hmm. they're not in, like, the tiger parent strict, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like there's a very distinct strictness about tiger parents that, like... It's like they drive their kids to do like what they want their kids to do and like they want their kids to do certain activities and stuff. But my parents never restricted me in that sense. They wanted me to do what I wanted to do. But like their strictness came from they wanted me to like do what I wanted to do and do it well. Yeah. yeah. Where it's yeah. not like, oh, I want my daughter to be like a really good math person, but that's not what my daughter wants to do. So I'm going to push mm. them to do that. It's yeah. more like my daughter likes to do like art. So we're going to try and push her for that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I feel like that's not, I feel like that's healthy. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And they were doing it because it's like, oh, she really likes art. Mm -hmm. So it's not that they wanted you to be the best. It's that they wanted to give you like the most opportunities. Yeah, like the resources and Mm -hmm. stuff. So you can like reach your potential in art, Mm -hmm. basically. Yeah. And I feel like it's really good too, because I know sometimes your mom will like, send you stuff like oh you should do this Mm -hmm. and like um the way I've seen Ava's mom like support her is like you already know like this Mm -hmm. is I feel like this is like the secret to parenting Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. it's like giving them space to do what they want to do but like also supporting them and like giving them some structure Mm -hmm. in order to understand parents from their perspective we decided to ask my very own dad and mom about their experience growing up with asian parents and how that's affected their own parenting styles i immigrated to the united states when i was a fourth grader and my mom is a stereotypical asian tiger mom she really wanted us to get a really good education and learn english 
So I studied day and night and she didn't have me do a lot of extracurricular activities or even go out with friends. She was really focused on me becoming either a lawyer or a doctor, but I like science better. So I became a doctor. Um, because of the more rigid learning style and uh, career direction my mom had, as a parent, I'm a little more laxed in terms of making sure uh, my kids um, liked exactly what they like to do and follow their passion as opposed to having a fixed career. My family immigrated when I was eight years old to the United States. My parents definitely are not typical Asian parents in the way they parented. They were very supportive of everything I wanted to do. I actually think my brother and I are the only people who've never taken piano lessons in our generation, for Chinese kids at least. I don't play any musical instruments, and when I wanted to play the flute in middle school, I picked it up myself. My parents never pressured us to do any musical instruments, sports, or anything of that sort. When I wanted to be a pilot, my parents said, sure. So I took flying lessons after I graduated college. In high school, I actually really enjoyed baking and cooking. So my mother also suggested I go to culinary arts school, which is very unheard of in the Chinese community. So I do feel like I want to also parent the same way and be supportive for my kids. I don't want them to be a doctor, lawyer, engineer, or go into computer science just because that is what Asian families expect. I want my kids to actually enjoy what they do and be free to explore what they want to do. Hence, our oldest kid is going to a liberal arts college to figure out what he actually wants to do. I think the way I parent is because of the way I was raised and I want to pay it forward, having a very loving and supportive environment. Ava and I, the reason why we decided to do Tiger Parenting as an episode is because um, we don't have tiger parents. Yeah. But we kind of want them. Yeah. Yeah, it's interesting. It's like the grass is always greener on the other side. Like you want mm-hmm. what you don't have. Yeah. I think it's because both of our you know, parents mm-hmm. gave us a lot of freedom to do what we want to do. So sometimes that's actually a little overwhelming yeah having all like you you want to know what you have to do but like sometimes with that freedom you you don't know what you want like you don't know what you should do mm-hmm. and it's sort of that that's like really scary sometimes. yeah and you kind of have to carry the burden of like the responsibility mm-hmm. like oh i'm gonna pursue this this is abnormal it's it's like something in the arts probably mm-hmm. um and now you have to succeed in it because it's like your parents are rooting for you mm-hmm. like they're allowing you to do this so now you're just gonna look dumb if you can't do well and that's at least how i see it yeah yeah i think it's interesting because a lot of the things that i do they're self-directed and i think it's also the same with you of it mm-hmm. where like i don't know for sports there's a dedicated practice time like you go to your practice and you do that and for like other things you have a dedicated chunk of time where it's like the things that we do are sort of you have to do it yourself and you mm-hmm. have to structure out time and finding the discipline to do that is sort of the hard part of all of that and it'd be nice to have someone who like reigns in and dedicates time for me and like does all that kind of like micromanaging but like not to that certain sense of like a tiger parent you know mm-hmm. um i feel like we both really like planning mm-hmm. like 
I know I have like a physical planner. Yeah, you do same. Too. <laughs> um, I also have like five digital planners too. Oh yeah, I've started using digital yeah, ones yeah, after. Yeah. yeah. Um, and the thing is, part of me does it because you know it looks nice and it helps me <laughs> stay organized. But also, I kind of feel a certain anxiety if I don't like exactly know what's going on. Or, like, no, I, I like to... listing stuff out and yeah. like structuring out the day. Like even if it's not like the exact time of everything but like what i need to do we were talking yeah. about this earlier yeah, but yeah. Yeah, yeah like you have things you need to do and it's kind of nice having the freedom to like pick and choose when you want to do it mm-hmm. but within that there's kind of like no one holding you accountable yeah so, so there's it's really easy to slip yeah there's room <laughs> yeah. for failure there's yeah, so there's much so room, much room yeah, I know. because you can just end up like completely derailing and like not getting back on you mm-hmm. know yeah yeah I, I know that, like, some of my friends, they have parents that, like, have a shared calendar with them. Oh, So yeah. they, like, go in and, like, everyone's schedule is, like, color-coordinated mm-hmm. and, like, everyone can see what you're doing. And you know what? It's nice. It looks mm-hmm. nice. Um, I don't know if I could, like, completely live with that. But at the same time, I want it. It's really weird. Yeah. I feel like sometimes I wouldn't be able to handle having a tiger parent or, like, those Mm -hmm. qualities but sometimes I just really want that yeah so I guess another like trait of a tiger parent Mm -hmm. is micromanaging so first we talked about how they want the prestige Mm -hmm. um now we're talking about micromanaging um I think these kind of like correlate with each other because the end goal is the same like these like kind of work together yeah to you the micromanage to get to the prestige yeah 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 Okay, so while we were searching on the web for tiger parenting information, Ava and I actually came across the same site at the same time. Um, It's from babygaga.com, and the title is, If she's doing these 15 things, she's a tiger mom. So we're going to go through these 15 things, and we're going to see if our own moms or Mm -hmm. dads do these. Yeah. She won't let her kids watch television. My mom actually used to not let us really so when we were little my brother and I we used to watch a lot of tv but then we moved to a new house and like we had the tv but my mom always told us it was broken so we never actually that's why like so much of like my media like information is so limited because Mm. as a kid I didn't really watch any of that tv no same um, when I was younger, I was only allowed to watch uh, PBS. Oh, PBS Kids is so good. Like, educational TV shows. Yeah. Yeah. It was none of that, like, Disney Channel. Like Yeah. I feel like the only time I ever watched, like, TV TV as a kid was going to friends' houses. Oh. Or, like... Hotel? When, hotel, hotel. Hotel. I was yeah, literally about yeah, to yeah, say yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because hotels have cable. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I remember, like, growing up, I would always... Like, whenever we'd go to a hotel... I would look at the uh, channel menu or mm-hmm, whatever, same. and I would look for, like, Disney Channel or, yeah. like, Cartoon Network. Cartoon Network. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then I would just sit on, like, the hotel bed and just mm-hmm. watch. Oh, my God. Core memories. Yeah. I don't know. I think I think that's good. Yeah, it's good. Hot take. That's actually good. Mm-hmm. Because you get to a certain age where you give a kid a phone. Oh, and yeah. no matter how much you try to control the settings on it. Mm-hmm. And no matter how much you try to control what they're doing on it, like, it's, you can't. It, yeah, it's inevitable can't. Yeah. that they're gonna, you know. Phones are actually really scary now that I think about yeah, it. Like, I there's know. a lot you can do with a phone nowadays. Mm-hmm. It's gotten so developed that 
there's a lot of room for error <laughs> in I using know, them. I know, I know. Especially with, like, social media. Mm-hmm. Like, I wouldn't want my kid on I've actually media. been thinking about that. Like, recently, like, if I get a kid, I kind of don't want to give them a phone until, like, I absolutely need to. Yeah, yeah. Because it's really damaging mm-hmm. for a lot of people. Yeah, and I see, like, fifth graders with, mm-hmm. like, phones. Like, we have the same model phone. I it's know, It's so yeah. weird. Like, my uh, my cousin, she's the one who has the same model phone as me, Dang. and she's in fifth grade. Mm. and like the model obviously doesn't matter but what i'm saying is you can give a kid like a flip phone yeah you know like i remember there's like this memory that popped up when i was a fifth grader i was sitting on the bus and this first grader had a phone and i didn't and i was like whoa so i i kind of understand this Mm -hmm. so i guess our parents both did this yeah okay yeah check one the second one is her children can't play video games I mean, my brother and I had a little iPod when we were kids, Mm. and we used to have 100 video game apps on the iPod. I don't think we ever played them, but it was the thrill of downloading the games, (laughs) like, because it had, like, parental settings where, like, you have to get permission, and we found a bypass because if the, like, parent puts in the password and you download a game, and before that game fully downloads, you download another one, they'll both download, so you don't need the permission. So we ended up downloading like 100 games. Wait, that's kind of genius. Yeah, that's kind of genius. We what? hacked the system on that one. Really? But yeah, I mean, like, we were never really into video games, and, like, mm. my parents would set limits. I remember one summer we were really into this game called Animal Voyage, mm. and <laughs> we played that a lot, but, like, we would have a certain time we, like, couldn't play it anymore. Yeah. So it's not that we weren't allowed to, but, like, we definitely weren't that into it as, mm. like, many other kids. Yeah. I don't know. I was never really into it, mm-hmm. so there wasn't any, like, restrictions and stuff. But, like, if I would have a video game on my phone, like, a, not a video game, like a phone game, yeah. right? Then my parents would sometimes be like, why are you playing that? Like, come yeah. on. Yeah, you no, know, same. You know, if I've, like, mm-hmm. been on it for too long, they're like, is that really necessary? Yeah. Like, you know, you like to do other things, Grace. You like to read. Why don't you go read? Yeah. It's that kind of thing. Uh-huh. Because also, like, we never really had, like, a computer we could play games on. I know mm-hmm. a lot of kids had, like playstations xboxes as kids we never had any of that all we Mm. had was our little ipod which broke after a bit and then (laughs) probably because you downloaded too many (laughs) yeah we downloaded a lot so we didn't really have that video game like problem until much later like nowadays Mm. as like teenagers yeah Mm -hmm. but your brother has an xbox now yeah he got it um after he went through, like, I think 10th grade with all A's, like, my uncle bought him a present and my brother wanted an Xbox, so he's catching up for lost time now. Mm, nice, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. She doesn't allow sleepovers. Yeah, yeah. My parents did not allow. I mean, I think I was allowed sleepovers with, like, select families. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. but most families, no. Yeah. I remember I would be, like, really upset because my friends would have, like, a huge slumber party mm. with, like, 10 girls for their birthday. And I would I would be, like, picked up at, like, 9 p.m. Oh. And um, everyone else would be, like, staying the night and stuff. Mm. And I don't know. It was just, like, super unfair. Um, and I actually, like, for a really long time, that really upset me. I was like, mm. why can't I just, like, you know, like, stay the night? Mm. But now that I'm thinking about it, like, I, it's, like, so weird. Like, if I see my parents interact with my sister's friend's parents, Mm. then I'm, like, 
wow, my mom really does not know that woman. Like, yeah. these, my parents and their parents literally do not know each yeah, other. Yeah, you never know what's going to happen. Exactly. Yeah. And it's not like, you know, some terrible thing is going to happen. But at the same time, like, I don't know. It is, like, scary. So I understand. Mm. Um, but I did have uh, sleepovers with, like, really close friends. Yeah, same. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But not just, like, any. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And I think nowadays, like, I don't think I've had a sleepover with someone in like four years yeah i haven't had one since like fifth grade yeah yeah i don't really feel the need to have one either. yeah <laughs> okay the next one she forbids playdates no 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 Mm-mm. yeah there's not really much to say there yeah like, i used to hang out a lot with my friends mm-hmm. yeah and like that kind of social interaction is healthy yeah so. it's good her child must be perfect mm, not really mm. huh okay what like perfect i mean no one can be perfect yeah no one can be perfect (laughs) yeah Mm. reading the blurb it's like getting good grades and like having high iq and stuff whereas i think like some of this applies to my parents like they want us to get good grades but my mom and dad have explained that it's more about putting in the effort than actually getting Mm. the grade yeah because i feel like they internally think that we have the drive and like we can get a's if we want Mm -hmm. but they see us like not really studying and not doing that much so that's where the problem comes but it's not like intrinsically like getting the a that's the issue you know yeah 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 like for my parents they've told me repeatedly that they would much rather have me get like a c on a math test that i studied super hard for rather than like an a on a math test where i just like kind of like you know yeah it's more about Mm -hmm. the effort for our parents definitely getting the a like, anyone who values that kind of, not prestige isn't really the word, but that kind of, like, external thing. Whether it's the good grade, mm-hmm. whether it's, like, the wealth, status, whatever. They always end up, like, going down the wrong path. Or not always. I don't yeah. want to, I don't want to, like, generalize. generalize. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, but the problem with that is that you start to value that so much that you'll do anything to get there. Yeah, even you if, try like, to... cheating or, like, mm-hmm. other stuff. Yeah. And you try to cut corners. Yeah. Um, Where, like, putting the emphasis on, like, hard work is much better. Definitely. So, yeah. definitely not that one. Next one is if she's borderline perfectionist. Hmm. No. No. <laughs> not at all. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think... I think perfectionist, they're talking in terms of, like, parenting. Mm. So they're, like, super meticulous and, like, controlling over their kid's life. No, my mom is a very hands-off parent. Like, and I think my dad, too. Like, they're Mm. both sort of let us, they want us to do our own thing. Like, I see a lot of parents writing emails for their kids, like, replying to emails, like, from the school. But my parents have been, like, you do your thing and, like, you manage your own stuff. Mm -hmm. Like, we trust you enough. You get this done, you know? Yeah, yeah. I sometimes get into trouble because, like, my parents will give me that freedom. Mm. But with that comes a lot of responsibility. responsibility. <laughs> yeah. And I'm not very good at that. Mm. Um, time management, not very good at that either. Yeah, no, I'm the worst at that. Yeah, so I don't know. Sometimes it can kind of be like, uh, but for the most part, I mean, I think being hands-off is sometimes like the best way to do it Mm -hmm. because then that way your kid learns yeah how to deal with their own stuff yeah and that's like the point of parenting yeah it's like preparing your kid for what's about to come for Mm -hmm. the rest of their lives yeah the next one is she's too competitive Mm. (laughs) 
snow. No. Yeah. Some no. of the, these are like wow. These are really tiger parents. Yeah. Yeah. Um. No. Hmm. Okay, I think for this one, since we both know our parents are not competitive, mm-hmm. we should share like a story or two oh. about people who are competitive. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, it's sort of like unpacking, like what's the competitive part? Is it like competition between the kids, or like is it more competition like in competitions, or like mm. what do we think? I think it's like competition between other kids, mm. like against other parents. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I feel like that's a lot in media. Like, there will be the two Asian parents trying to one-up each other. Yeah. And be like, my kid's going to Harvard. Well, mine's going to Stanford. Mine's, like, a professor already. Mine's a doctor, you know? Yeah. Sort of that clash between, like, the parents. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, obviously, you guys listening should probably know by now that we live in the Pacific Northwest. Yeah. <laughs> um, and the place where we live is kind of notorious for being... A very competitive mm. um, area, a lot of like elitist oh, vibes, yeah. mm-hmm. um, and I honestly didn't know that until I experienced it. Mm. I would have like like my friends' parents would be like talking about it. I know like there are groups of moms who are in group chats together. Oh yeah, and all they do is just like brag, and it's really like subtle, yeah, passive aggressive mm-hmm. bragging, yeah. Yeah, it's like every little accomplishment they're going to push out onto other people to sort of make them feel threatened almost or be like, yeah, my kid is doing so much more. Exactly. When it's like, why? Yeah, I know. It just feels so wrong. Yeah. Because like if you're genuinely happy for your kid and they're like successes, Mm -hmm. you aren't going to like try to use that. Yeah, like weaponize that against other people. Mm -hmm. Especially like a lot of competition is just like, unhealthy it like mm-hmm. sort of breathes competition within your kids yeah to like sort of be nasty i'm so glad we don't do class rankings yeah like i've heard terrible. stories in like other countries and stuff mm-hmm. where they class rank and it can get really bad yeah, yeah. the worst part is if um they like post your ranking mm. so they did that in south korea i don't know if they still do that but at least for my parents mm. um and I've seen it in, like, a few K-dramas and stuff. Oh, yeah. I've seen it in, like, C-dramas and yeah. stuff. Yeah. Where they, like, have a bulletin board. Mm-hmm. And they have, like, the class rankings. Yeah. And basically, I was told by my family members that they would only post the top 50. Oh. Oh, and if you're not on. Yeah. Oh. And if you're, like, not on there, you're not going to bother looking. Yeah. But, like, yeah. If you post the top 50, you're only going to be looking at, like, the top five. Mm-hmm. you know what i mean yeah and like just within that like top five top three yeah maybe even top 10 like that competition oh yeah i'm glad we don't have that so glad we don't have that yeah okay the next one is if their threats to their kids are over the top i mean mm. Mm. so I it's basically know. about like extreme rules yeah or like consequences for not like doing what you should be mm like, I'm reading, like, the little the bit blurb, under yeah. it, and apparently in the book that was discussed in the intro of this episode, The Battle Hymn of the Tiger Mom uh, by Amy Chua, uh, Lulu Chua Rubenfeld is one of Amy Chua's daughters, and she talked about one of her mother's extreme rules, and these rules kind of seem like threats, 
Mm -hmm. Um, I know they got a lot of backlash for it, but basically, when Lulu was younger, she was told that she couldn't watch any TV until she went off to a new life at college. And Lulu ended up at Harvard. So Mm. this article is saying, hey, maybe that discipline isn't as bad. But I feel like it's pretty bad. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. It's sort of feeding into that also, like, emotional distance. Like, you're kind of scared. I feel like it's not really... mm. Kind of like fear of your parents. Yeah, definitely. Bit. Yeah. And again, I don't think either of our parents. Yeah, yeah. Not, neither of our parents mm-hmm. are like that. Okay, next one. She imposes too many rules on her children. Rules are good. Yeah. But at the same time, having them makes you want to break them a little bit. Mm-hmm. But yeah. then when you don't have them, it makes you more responsible. Yeah. Like, I that doesn't make any sense. But it's like, if my parents are like, hmm, you have to be home by this time. And I'm like, hmm, I don't, I don't like that. Yeah. But then if they're like, oh, yeah, just go out and have fun, then I'll be like, hmm, you know what? I'm going to come home early yeah, tonight. Yeah, or like, yeah. I'm going to text my parents where I am. It's like that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. It's definitely more of like a parenting thing. Yeah. Um, not as much of like a tiger parenting. The next one is if their love for their kids is conditional. Well, I think that sort of brings it back to like, where this parenting style sort of arose from which is like in chinese culture it stems from confucius teachings of sort of like you should always respect your elders no matter what even if they haven't really done anything to deserve like that respect you should always respect your elders Mm -hmm. and that's something sort of in the asian culture in general you always Mm -hmm. respect your elders you know i think tiger parenting has its pros and its cons yeah for sure there's some aspects that we want but others that we definitely do not want to have. Yeah. Like, sometimes the structure can be really helpful. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think nowadays a lot of people, and specifically teens, are like, what do I do with my life? Yeah. And sometimes having a little bit of, like, a nudge mm-hmm. onto the right path or yeah. some sort of direction can be helpful. But that's totally different from forcing your kid, kid to do some, something that you want them to do. Exactly. Yeah. It's all about finding what the kid wants to do and sort of going off of that versus mm-hmm. imposing something that you might have wanted to do. Yeah. Um, and like sometimes it's not at all bad. Like, for example, when I was in eighth grade, my parents basically forced me to join golf camp and I was mm-hmm. really against it. But after doing it, I was like, you know what? It's not so bad. And I remember my freshman year, my dad made me try out and well, like he made me try out for the high school Mm -hmm. golf team. And he was like, I don't care if you go there and you play so badly that you get banned from the golf course. (laughs) Um, I just want you to go out there and like try your best. Yeah, that's actually like a lot of the stuff that like how I've gotten into like activities I've done mm-hmm. is more my parents are like try this out and you know if you don't end up liking it and if you don't connect with it you can drop it after you're done with it you know like yeah it's also sort of like sticking to the commitments but once you're done you're done like I played mm-hmm. soccer for a while and like my parents were the ones who sort of introduced me to that mm-hmm. but I sort of like I don't know I started not enjoying it as much so I waited until like after the season was over to like yeah. just put a stop because mm-hmm. I think something that my parents have emphasized is you don't just quit halfway through. Like, you follow through and then you quit once you don't like yeah. it. And that's not essentially tiger parenting. Yeah, that's not, like, forcing it into, like, 
they mm-hmm. still give me a choice of I don't like it, I can drop it. Yeah. But it's also sticking with your commitments. Yeah, I think that's really good. And I think that's really healthy. Mm-hmm. Because if you just let your kid quit, then, you know, yeah. that's not doing them any good. Mm-hmm. And I feel like since our parents kind of enforce the idea of like stick through until you're done Mm -hmm. because like you said you've made a commitment I feel like it's worked pretty well for us yeah um I mean like that day when I went to go try out I was so unhappy but then I ended up making varsity and now I really really like golf and then for you mm -hmm. like art harp Mm -hmm. either of those things yeah it's sort of like I don't know there's been ups and downs and it's good not to quit like right when you dislike it because sometimes you work over that and that makes you like it even more yeah so it's good to be able to like stick with it like having that commitment and once you make it after like that bumpy patch Mm -hmm. like you'll probably end up liking it more yeah so like sticking and following through that might end up being one of the things you like the most that's how i feel about piano Mm. like i only i only play for fun and i only look at pieces that i actually like yeah yeah So I think we've talked a lot about tiger parenting Mm -hmm. and we've talked about parenting styles and we've talked about our own parents. Although earlier we went over this huge list of all the horrible traits of tiger parents, Mm -hmm. we personally feel like tiger parents aren't all that bad. I know it's a a hot take. Mm -hmm, Definitely. But we think tiger parents actually are... I mean, there's obviously going to be some tiger parents that are, like, super toxic and that's not the best. But I feel like others that aren't the stereotype of, like, media can be good, you Mm -hmm. know? Yeah. And I think the media has just pushed the narrative of, like, strict Asian parents way too far. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Like, if you go around and you're like, hmm, my strict, like, Hungarian parents... Like, that's not going to have the same emphasis as, like, my strict Chinese parents. Mm-hmm. Like, you know you know what I mean? Like, it just feels so different because the media has just, like, totally villainized every single, quote-unquote, strict uh-huh. Asian parent. Mm-hmm. I feel like you see it a lot in, like, TV shows and, like, movies. Yeah. Especially, I feel like Turning Red, there is that strict overbearing. It's not like a, t- Ooh, you know, yeah, sort of that yeah. tiger parent. Mm-hmm. But I feel like even then, it's, like, sort of moving away from the traditional mold of having it, like, unemotional, mm-hmm. like, not emotionally supportive parent. Mm-hmm. But, like, previously, yeah. the tiger parent, like, portrayal has been really bad. Yeah. And I think we can both understand and come to the conclusion that tiger parents aren't just tiger parents because they want to be. Mm-hmm. Like, it, there's always a reason. Yeah, and it sort of stems from them wanting to have the opportunities that they didn't have as children Mm because i feel like a lot of the tiger parents are immigrant parents who had to like leave everything behind come here didn't really have the resources to do what they wanted Mm -hmm. so they they want their children to have all the things that they didn't have yeah which is sort of what they force onto their kids yeah and you know forcing something onto someone else is like never good Mm -hmm. but in a sense you can kind of understand the frustration they have when they've worked so hard for their kids and then their kids aren't taking full advantage of the opportunities that that are just you know sitting right in front of them and the opportunities that they might not have had exactly yeah so in conclusion i think 
tiger parents aren't all that bad. And the reason why we're doing this episode is so we can kind of break down what the stereotypes are mm-hmm. and also dismantle them. Yeah. Stereotypes are never good. Um, no matter how positive it may seem, this stereotype in particular seems positive because it's like, oh, okay, strict parenting equals successful child. Mm-hmm. That seems good, but it's really not. Hey guys, we hope you enjoyed this week's episode of Rice and Shine. We decided to try something new, so if you like it, let us know. On another note, we recently hit 6,000 downloads. Woo! <laughs> That's absolutely incredible, and it's all thanks to you guys. If you want to see more of us, you can check out our Instagram at Rice and Shine Podcast, and from there you can check out our link tree. That'll lead you to our YouTube and our TikTok. We've got some content coming out, so stay tuned. Speaking of staying tuned, you can tune into our high school radio station on Sundays at 9 a.m. at 88.9 The Bridge. Again, we hope you enjoyed this episode, and if you want to read more about Amy Chua and Tiger Parenting, we'll leave some links in the description. Thanks, guys, and now enjoy some bloopers. Okay, we got this. Ready? Hi, everyone. Hi, everyone. (laughs) You ready? Three, two, one. Hi, Hi everyone. <laughs> Why do I say that? Why are you Okay, okay. <laughs> Hi, everyone. Hi, everyone. Hi, everyone. You're a musician. Okay, ready? Hi, what? everyone. <laughs> okay, wait. Hi, everyone. Hi, everyone. Three, two, one. Hi, Hi everyone. everyone. Oh, that was bad. It? it was like dissonant at the end. <laughs> It went down. <laughs> okay. <laughs> My cheeks hurt. Okay. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> Why did you say your cheeks hurt? Like, I'm keeping. I'm keeping that in. No, take that out. Take that out. <laughs> okay. Okay. Think. Wait. Why don't you try and make your voice okay. lower? <laughs> Hi everyone. <laughs> Hi everyone. 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 Okay, wait, wait. Hello, you, you choose and I'll match your pitch. Hi everyone. Hi everyone. Oh yeah, that's dang. Okay. Three, two- <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> wait, where what was it? <clears throat> Hi everyone. Hi everyone. Three, two. Hi, Hi everyone. everyone. Why was mine still lower? <laughs> I think I dropped. Okay. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to Rise and Shine, a show looking at life through the perspective of four Asian American teens living in the Pacific Northwest. I'm Grace. And I'm Ava. (coughs) Sorry. (laughs) And I'm Ava. And I'm Ava. And I'm Ava. And I'm Ava. (laughs) My name is Ava Yang. Okay. And I'm Ava. Okay. Whatever. Okay. I live in the learn. <laughs> okay. Boba break. Yeah, okay. Boba break. I, yeah. My throat is like, ugh. And I'm Ava. <clears throat> and I'm Ava. And I'm Ava.